to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Well, hey, girl, hey, and welcome to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life podcast. I am your co-host, Julie Graham. Oh, you are. And I am the other co-host because co means two, right? There's two of us here. Uh, I am Darlene. We're a dynamic duo. (laughs) There you go. I'm Darlene Brock. And what is today, Julie? March 5th? Today is Fat Tuesday. Oh, Fat Tuesday. Do you say Happy Fat Tuesday? I don't even know. I don't know. I I just want to eat cake. Isn't that a thing on Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday Day? I don't know. It's a carnival, but all carnivals have food, don't you think? That's true. Is there cake for when we're done recording this episode? No. You know what? I bet there's cake frozen in your fridge. I feel like Dan always has frozen (laughs) treats around. So if we get this episode recorded, can we look to see if there's cake? We we can pillage, absolutely, because you're right. He, He... portions out his sweets. He's so cute. Yeah, he it's, is. It's funny. Yeah. Well, it is. It's Fat Tuesday. So if you're celebrating, enjoy. Um, if you're not, hey, maybe this is your reminder to have some king cake or something today. <laughs> but it's March. What else happens in March? Anything fun um, on your agenda? Yeah. There, I mean, there's a few good things. March Madness. That's a good one. Sure. I mean, I remember caring about that about, what, five years ago when our local home team, my alma mater, the FGCU Eagles, Made it into the, what was it called? Sweet 16? Is that a thing? Look at me. Yes, I'm like, it is. such a fair weather Sweet. fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's but what it we, is. It was like a Cinderella something. Yeah. I'm trying to remember all the terms. Yeah. Whatever. One year, it was a big deal around here, and I was all about it. <laughs> so March Madness, yes. Yeah. What else? <laughs> there, there's that. March Madness, which again, I'm not that into either. But I want to, for those who are, celebrate, yes, enjoy, do, do. Follow your team. Then what else is, oh, this is uh, Women's History Month. It is. Yes. Yeah. That Well, that's what we're actually going to celebrate on this episode, Women's History, because, hey, we are a place for strong women and those who want to be here at the Grit and Grace Project and therefore this Grit and Grace Life. So we are going to trumpet Women's History Month with this episode today. We're going to be all about it. We certainly are. And a lot of times when Women's History Month comes up, we tend to look at the suffragettes, the women who you know fought for equal rights, all of the job opportunities, equal pay. But boy, women have done so many things, Julie, amazing things. And I think we forget about them sometimes. I know. It's like with the current political climate and everything is so like herstory and female (laughs) power and feminism and all of the things, which... I mean, you know, we've talked about that on previous episodes. Yeah, you want to check our archives for that? We're not saying that that's all bad. We think that some of it is maybe a little bit over the top. So we actually want to take this time to celebrate some lesser known historical women who have done things that are incredible, starting with some inventions that you probably didn't know came from one of our female pals. Oh, absolutely. And what's not to love about something different that you wouldn't predict? Like, Julie, you know what Kevlar is? Uh, no, but I, I, after reading our notes, I knew what it was. I mean, I knew I'd heard of it before, but I would not have been able to tell you what it was. All right. It's the metal that's used in like police fest. I know you've watched crime dramas. I know I do. It that. is one of my faves. Yeah. I, I can't watch them as much now that I'm a single lady living at home. I find them a little harder to watch. Yeah, they're and then a little terrifying. Yeah. But they always, you know, Velcro on those vests. 
And then the military guys that do it. Kevlar is the protection shield that protects them from bullets. It's that strong. Okay, okay. Well, that sounds very important. You're saying it was created by a woman? Yeah, a DuPont chemist. Mm. I like that. Mm. Her name was Stephanie Kwolek. I think I said that right. How confident are you on saying her name there? (laughs) K-W-O-L-E-K, if anyone wants to look her up. Okay, so the cool thing about Stephanie Kolek creating this Kevlar is that she stumbled across it while working on car tires. I mean, you go, girl. Yeah, really, car tires, Kevlar. Gotta love that woman. Totally. All right, you will love this next one, you specifically, Dar, because you're all about saws. And I don't know that I've ever held a saw in my life, but of course you included the circular saw as an unlikely invention by women. All right, and it is a killer piece of machinery, Julie. <laughs> do you have one? Um, I do. Of course you have. Do you I have do. just one or two? I have one at each house, I think. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah, because they, they will do enormous, big tasks with just small motion. When was the last time you used your circular saw? I've got to know. I've never it's needed been a, a saw in my life. We've been really busy, but last summer. Yeah. And what what were you making? Uh, a a frame out of old wood <sighs> to hang my husband's. Um, shall I say this? He had a Smokey the Bear sign that he had acquired at <laughs> oh, some point. I love point. that piece at the mountain house. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Th- and for you that. made your own frame for that. I made it. Uh huh. What's wrong with frame. Smokey the Bear? Well, because you you can't acquire them. In a way, you probably should. Oh, I mean, I he was see. in you college. Want, you he went to the woods. He I found see what you're sign. saying. Yeah. You don't want to tell of your husband's illegal activities. <laughs> well, we Got just it. did. <laughs> Oops. Okay, right. so tell me about the circular saw. <laughs> okay. A weaver, a woman who did weaving, who, you know, she had her loom, she had her spinning wheel. She saw the men that were cutting the lumber that had a two-man pit saw. Do you know what that is, Julie? I mean, I have a picture of the back and forth, one on each end. Is that a pit saw? That's a pit saw. Okay. And it takes two men, and it's really I hard mean, to do. I mean, does it work with women? It would take two women. Yeah, two women it can might use take a four. pit saw, too. It might. <laughs> one, one to sit on each end like a teeter-totter. That is not and the a very feminist statement, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> All right. Back to the circular saw. Well, Tabitha Babbitt. She was a shaker. She lived in a Quaker community. She saw what they were doing and said, I have a better idea. Mm. So she created a saw that she attached to her spinning wheel that spun that one man could do and it would turn rather than two men pulling back and forth. And it became incredibly great and efficient in way of cu- a way of cutting your lumber. She really shook it up, didn't she? <laughs> yes. Oh, I love a good pun. Yes, you do. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So all of you out there who are enjoying your circular saws, <laughs> Darlene's friends, you can thank Tabitha for that. All right. The next one is Scotchgard. And how could we live without Scotchgard on our couches these days? It's it's the truth. Have you ever bought a fabric sofa without saying, yes, I will pay that extra $40 Absolutely to have it? not. No. Absolutely not. No. So this was created by a 3M chemist. Patsy Sherman came up with the idea for Scotchgard after dealing with a stubborn stain on her assistant's Lab shoe. Can you even handle that? That's so just like a woman. It's so, And you know, there were probably four other chemists standing around that were all men that were just ignoring the problem. Didn't even care that didn't, there was a stain? Didn't even care. Didn't even care. But not Patsy. Nope. Patsy worked her way through getting that stain out and in the process came up with the idea that was the germ of Scotchgard, which she created with a partner who was a man. So, you know, there's that. So apparently, Julie, it takes a stain to fight one. Oh, I feel like we should go ahead and let 
shout wipes know that quote or something and <laughs> see should. if they want to use it or Scotchgard, I guess. Yeah. Even better. This episode brought to you by Scotchgard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's next? Okay. The engine muffler, Julie. Do you know that it was a woman who created that one too? She invented that? I, well, I didn't know until this episode, but now I do. So okay. who was she? El Dorado Jones. And not only did she invent the muffler, she was called Iron Woman. Oh, that was her nickname? Yeah, that was her nickname. I mean, I love that. Uh-huh. I do love a good nickname. I know. And here's what I love even more. In Moline, Illinois, in 1913, this lady opened an all-women factory. Look at her. Look at her. Talk about employing and championing women. Love that. And yeah. she's the one who came up with the Angela muffler. I also love that you included on the outline that puffing one cigarette after another, she's, you know, calling out orders to the women in her factory. I mean, does that not just bring the best picture into your mind right it now? It does. It that does. That is so 1913. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Sounds like a really great black and white movie. I totally. Think. Yep. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Never would have guessed that the muffler came from a woman. Nope. But we, we literally can do anything, ladies. We can. I mean, I hope that's what you're hearing from these. All right, <laughs> let's give them one more. All right. The windshield wiper. I mean, how could you drive without windshield wipers? Well, apparently in New York City in 1902, they did, Julie. They, In fact, this lady got to the city. She was from Birmingham, Alabama, and she went to New York. And I don't know what. I didn't find that out. But I she mean, because she wanted to go to New York. Who doesn't want to go yeah, to New York? Yeah, she was going I to Broadway. I actually want to go now, okay. personally. All right. Let's go. So she was in a cab, and it was snowing crazily in New York, as it can. And the cabbie would have to pull over, get out, scrape his windshield, get back in the car, and drive another two blocks, pull over, get out, wait once again. I guess the- that's how they did it back then. Yeah, apparently they did. Well. Well, as most women do, she went, this has got to be nonsense. I need to go do something about this. <laughs> so it was Mary Anderson in the early 1900s who came up with the windshield wiper. And seriously, when my windshield wiper isn't working right now, I get annoyed after about three seconds of squeaking. So I cannot imagine life without the windshield wiper. So thank you, Mary. We yeah. all appreciate you. Oh, we do. Julie, you would be amazed. When I researched these particular ladies, and actually I just went in and looked for women inventors, there are a ton of them Mm -hmm. and have created the most or invented the most amazing product that we take for granted. And most of the time it was kind of practical, like, well, we should be doing that better than this. Mm -hmm. And they come up with a plan. So if you want, ladies, go for it yourself. Go do a Google search. You will be inspired by these ladies. Totally. Have you ever invented anything, Dar? No, I've rigged a lot of things. Oh, I bet you have. Yeah, I've rigged a whole lot of things, but not invented. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was never really into science. I know that's shocking. So I didn't really do the inventor's fair. I just did the like, how long can my pizza stay in the fridge without going moldy science fair experiments <laughs> or something. I mean, I didn't actually do that, but that sounds like a valid science experiment. I might recommend that when okay. it's time for Lincoln. Right. Um, what about, you know, we're talking about making history. Can you think of anything that you think you've contributed to history? Man, I'm putting you on the spot today. You are totally putting me on the spot. And the thing about making history is somebody had to not do it before you, don't you think? But uh, I mean, I think that's debatable, but yeah, I guess, yeah. I, I guess that's kind I of. I mean, I can say that in my various careers and places that I did take opportunities to kind of change it up or add something that hadn't been added to it before. And yeah, I think everybody creates some kind of history in their life. Don't you, Julie? I do. I mean, I think when I think of you, I definitely think of you as a trailblazer, somebody who made steps in new directions or was willing to um, make waves, make changes, be the first to do something, especially, you know, with you guys in your music days, I feel like you definitely 
took steps in your industry to, to do things for the first time, at least in your genre of music. Would, would you say that's true? Yeah, we did. We did. And we did have a whole lot of people look at us to, and say, have you lost your ever-loving mind? What are you thinking? So, <laughs> should you do it that way? Should that you do it that way? And if you want to throw your money away, then throw it at me. I mean, we've had them all. And what I would would want to encourage with this, Julie, is if you have a dream or you have something you want to accomplish, don't let the naysayers throw you off track. Don't do it. Yeah, sometimes that idea that you have that sounds crazy to other people is exactly the thing you need to be doing. I was kind of just reading through this outline and thinking, have I done anything to add to history? And I mean, I don't think that I've necessarily done anything new or different. And I'm not a history buff. <laughs> My older <laughs> sister is a history buff. And I always thought that was so cool about her. I'm not into history. But I do like to think of the fact that I try to think back to my life's history and try to use it in such a way that it can be inspirational and encouraging to my future and the future of people who do life next to me or around me. So, I mean, I think there's something to be said about allowing history to push you toward your future. Julie, I think that we sometimes shortchange ourselves because it may not be that we're creating a first time of something, but it is that we have the possibility of inspiring someone else. Something we do or say can cause someone else to be inspired that they too can. And I think that's that's your life. I think that's part of where you find yourself that God's placed you in a place to inspire other women that, you know, life's challenges will not defeat or define you. Ooh, ripped from the about page of the Grit and Grace Project. Absolutely. <laughs> and it, we believe it with all our heart, though. Yeah. And that's inspiration to other women. So... You know, today we're drawing from historical women, but we can create our own inspiration. Well, and that's part of the reason you started this thing in the beginning. I mean, you have a strong belief and I think are um, really creating a place where it can be proved that women can and will change the world, whether that's on the small scale, starting in your family, in your community, in your workplace, or if it's on a larger scale, like some of the women we've already talked about and those we will continue to go on in this episode to talk about. So Absolutely. be encouraged. You can make history, both big or small. So we're going to go back again to a few of the historical women, and they had some great quotes, Julie. Not only did they have great inventions, there were some things that they said that inspired me. Yeah, you don't have to make something specific in order to make history. Sometimes just the words that you've spoken and the life that you lived makes an indelible impact on women for centuries to come. So let's start with Madam C.J. Walker and what she said back in 1905. Mm, I love this one. There is no royal flower-strewn path to success. And if there is, I have not found it. For if I have accomplished anything in life, it is because I have been willing to work hard. I mean, drop the mic. So Madam C.J. Walker said this out of her story of creating the first ever African-American hair care product line in the early 1900s. So she was one of the first successful businesswomen to be a self-made millionaire. A millionaire in the in early 1900s. Yeah, yeah, like that's like crazy money now. Yeah. Like I is. don't even know what it is. I feel like we should have Googled it, but <laughs> that opportunity has now passed us. But that's a lot of money. Yeah. It is. And again, a big need. And Julie, you know, my my grandbaby has the curly hair and I tell you, I did not understand what a challenge it was to comb through that hair and get it to be mastered until I tried that poor little guy's head. So <laughs> she she had a great product line. 
Yeah, and I just love that her message is that there is no easy way. There's not a quick, you know, get rich, you know, scheme, but it's hard work that is going to get you success in life. And she is definitely a picture of that. So loved her quote. Okay, I want to go on to the next one. Helen Keller, which we've talked about before. I think we've written about her too. Love this lady. Um, But this quote to me is almost ironic that she would state it. Here we go. Optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. I mean, really, what did she have to be optimistic about? That's so true. Someone who could not see or hear, yet she went on to really defy all odds, being the first blind and deaf person to receive a bachelor degree. You know, Julie, with everything that she had that would have gone against her success and made it more difficult, it's amazing to me that it is optimism that she credits her achievements. Yeah, I mean, that's completely true in our lives today. There's always a reason to be optimistic. We actually did a full episode on optimism. You may or not remember this, Darlene, um, but this is one of my many talents. Go back to episode 25. We called it the benefits of optimism in the grit and grace life. I mean, we'll link to it in the show notes. But if you're struggling to find the optimism in your life, I think this episode, along with a quick Google search on Helen Keller, could be just the thing you need. Yep. You know, the next one that I think most women probably know, Amelia Earhart, is always worth finding out a little bit more about and what she had to say. Well, I love her quote. She said, the most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. Mm. Oh, you love this because it has tenacity. I do. I love That's that. One you of your know, faves. I love that word. That's my like favorite word in life. But it's true. You know, I, you decide to act, but then... Just keep going after that, right? Absolutely. So obviously we know Amelia Earhart is the first woman to fly across the Atlantic Ocean, but not not only did she do it once, she did it twice. Yeah, and she was the first person, not just woman, to go twice over the ocean. I mean, you go, girl. She teaches us that our decisions, even though they may be difficult, still are attainable. It it takes some grit, right? I mean, we would definitely believe in that. But the decision is the starting place. And once we decide, it just takes action on our part. Yep. Love it. You want to tell them about the episode they might want to listen to if they're struggling with a decision? (laughs) Come on, I set you up for this one. (laughs) You did. Um, uh, Okay, I'll tell them. Okay, good. (laughs) It's episode 76, How to Make Decisions, Even the Hard Ones. And again, we'll link to it in the show notes. All right, right, let's do the next one. Life is not easy for any of us. But what of that? We must have perseverance and above all, confidence in ourselves. We must believe that we are gifted for something and that this something must be attained. Okay, well, I mean, I'm definitely going to have to post that quote on my Insta. Who is that by? I've got to know. Marie Curie. Madame Curie, I think, is what we most know her by. She was a chemist and a physicist. Wow, with all the scientists are. Like, yeah. you're making me feel like I didn't realize I was such a science nerd. <laughs> yeah, because you love what they say and what they did. Yeah. So Marie Curie, she was a chemist and a physicist who received the Nobel Prize for discovering polonium. Do you know what that is? I actually do because I researched it. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Yeah, um, I mean, I it, definitely didn't One know. of the things it's used for is to get rid of static, even in our hair brushes that it's put into that to get rid of the static when we brush our hair. Well, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Her other Nobel Prize was for her discovery of radium, which is used in the treatment of cancer. 
I mean, I love both ends of the spectrum, stuff for our hair and stuff for cancer treatment. That a girl. You know, I love music and worked in it for years, but one music genre I am not crazy about is opera. Have you been to the opera? I have. Okay. I have. I, I a couple but... of them just to go, I, I should appreciate this. I really should be sitting here appreciating this. <laughs> I really, really should be appreciating this. Oh, but that sounds I like a fun don't. time. <laughs> but, but this is a quote well worth hearing from opera singer Beverly Sills. You may be disappointed if you fail, but you are doomed if you don't try. I mean, could you not need that quote a little bit more? We've all been disappointed because of failure, but she teaches us that we've got to keep going. So she was wanting to be a big opera star, and it took her a long time to get there, but she persevered. She did. She kept going until she made it. Okay, so we've given you a few already, but these last two are some of my favorites. The next one is from one of the favorite ladies we like to quote at the Grit and Grace Project because she has said so many incredible things, and it's Miss Margaret Thatcher. She said, if my critics saw me walking over the Thames, they would say it was because I couldn't swim. Oh boy, have we all been there where it doesn't matter what we do, our critics are going to tell us that there's some reason why it was bad or we... We had other reasons that it, we shouldn't have been able to accomplish it. Totally. So you may or may not know that Margaret Thatcher was the prime minister in the UK from 1979 to 1990, which had to have been difficult, right? Yeah. She I mean, was turning the around a lot of problems with a lot of attitudes. And absolutely, she had an uphill battle, to say the least. She made some significant strides during her time leading. And another quote of hers that is meaningful is, you have to fight a battle more than once to win it. Oh, I think I need to write that one on my mirror. Right? Yeah, I love that one. So she definitely inspires us to remember that we fight battles even in the midst of our critics and naysayers. All right, this last one I think is really, really totally awesome, and that's Jane Goodall. Here's what she said that I think we need to take to the bank. What you do makes a difference, and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. Man, this is something I've been personally thinking about a lot lately. You and I have been talking about it offline of, you know, I do want my life to make a difference, and I get to choose what that difference is. Um, And I think that Jane Goodall is a great example of that. So she cared about chimpanzees. I'm not going to lie. I don't actually care about chimpanzees. It's not my thing. (laughs) Yeah. But... I don't know that they'd be my thing, but I kind of think hanging in the jungle with them would be pretty fun. I would like to see you do it, actually. <laughs> I would like to come along and Insta-story it. Yeah, Can we would. work this out? Yeah, this sounds like would. a fun summer trip. And then you want to go back to the hotel and yeah, <laughs> yes. take a big shower. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, but yeah, so she found her thing and she chose to make a difference. And she teaches us that we can do the very same thing. We get to decide and we get to make a difference in our world or the world at large. Well, and I think that to me is the significant thing of Women's History Month, Julie, is that, yeah, they made impacts that we read about, but every woman who has lived has made a difference in the world. And we do not need to ever diminish what we consider the small differences, the success with our children, the relationships we're building, the work that we're accomplishing. I think those are just as significant as any woman of history's accomplishments are. Yeah, and I think that one of the other strengths of being a woman of grit and grace is recognizing sometimes it's about the changes and the differences that we're making. And sometimes we make a difference by seeing the women that we're doing life with where they are and the things that they're 
making effects on and calling that out in them and encouraging them and um, believing in them. Sometimes that's the big contribution that we make when we're there for other women. As we celebrate women's history this month, let's be those kind of women who celebrate women for who we are and how we are, what we've done and what we have yet to do. You know, Julie, we have to end this particular episode with another quote, but this one, of course, from a historical woman. Let's hear it. All right. This is Rosa Parks. Hmm. I had no idea history was being made. I was just tired of giving up. Love that. So here's to another week of making history as women of grit and grace. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.